Ladies and gentlemen, please kindly take your seats. It is time for the main debate. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Mate Debate, the show where you gotta fight to be right. And uh, last week I fought for the wrought, the right to be host slash moderator. So <laughs> this week I am host slash moderator. Uh, off to a great start. Uh, in the left corner, uh, literally on my computer, he's on the left. So that, that worked out well. Uh, he's sugar, spice, and everything nice. It's Zach. And then in the right corner, it hasn't been his day, his week, his month, or even his year. It's Alex. Hello, um, hello. <laughs> nice little friends reference there for you. Yeah, I like that. Uh, the Chinese calendar ticks over to the year of the Alex. <laughs> so, uh, how we doing, boys? How we doing? Yeah, good, good. Morgan, how are you? Yeah, good. Zach looks a bit sleepy. <laughs> He does look a little sleepy. Right. Don't worry, it's just protective camouflage just so I can surprise Norwich in the second round. No, it's called an ISO nap is what it's called, but that's fine. Does time have any meaning anymore, Norwich? Come on. No, no, not at no, no, all. No, 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 no. Well, uh, today's episode... Uh, I, we, I don't know, I feel like most of us like to theme our episodes these days. Uh, mm-hmm, I w- almost mm-hmm. ran out of themes, but then I was like, I saw a themes through some of my topics I'd written down. I was like, all right. A while ago, okay. we did we did an episode uh, t- called Food Fight. This episode oh, is yes. Food Fight 2, Hungry for Revenge. Oh, so, uh, yes. I hated that, that one. <laughs> that I loved it. I loved a, it so much. So angry. But uh, before we in there. go any before any uh, salads are tossed, uh, we'll just need you guys to uh, <laughs> decide... <laughs> It's gonna be. Alex, do you know what tossing a salad means? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll stop, guys. I know it makes you uncomfortable. You don't know uh, what it means? Okay, I'll describe it to you. So if, you if you toss someone's salad, Zach, draw a picture are... of it. Okay. <laughs> it means mixing the dressing through the salad. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's what on I'm everything going for. but Urban Dictionary. <laughs> oh, is it something dirty? Is it? It's something dirty. Is it something dirty? <laughs> I'm 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 googling it now. Just hold on, but I'll be I'll be positive while we decide. So yeah, um, all right. So while you decide, Alex has decided he's positive. <laughs> Let's just wait for Alex's response. Toss salad. Okay. <clears throat> There's a lot of recipes here. Um... Oh no! Really, really, guys, come on! We're not doing that here. And, uh, it's, a that, w- it's a family program. It's a family show. Family that will go into round one with Alex op- occupying the positive and Zach occupying the negative. Let's hope we're not tossed on the salad. Oh no! <laughs> All right, welcome to round one. You boys ready? You pumped? Oh, I'm disgusted, yeah. but let's go. Alex is positive, Zach so, is negative. So ready for Alex to toss my salad. Here we go. Round number one. Topic. Dessert should be served before dinner. I repeat, dessert should be served before dinner. I will now give you a moment while I read some dessert facts. A dessert course usually consists of sweet foods such as confections and possibly a beverage such as a dessert wine or liqueur. However, in the United States, it may be in- include it may include coffee, cheeses, nuts, or other savory items regarded as separate course uh, el- courses elsewhere. In some parts of the world, such as much of Central and Western Africa and most parts of China, there is no tradition of a dessert course to conclude a meal. 
The word dessert originated from the French word desservir, meaning to clear the table. Uh, the term date ba- dates from the 14th century, but attained its current meaning around the beginning of the 20th century when service à la française, setting a variety of dishes on the table at the same time, was replaced by service à la russe, presenting a meal in courses. And uh, there's your facts. And uh, when Alex is ready, he will be opening with his opening statement. Can I ask for a clarification about that fact? There Which before one? I begin. Yeah, that last one you talked about. Yeah. The, uh, the two French words. There was what, à la rue, which is... So there's a service à la française, which is... À la française. Serving a variety of dishes on the table at the same time, like a banquet, like yep. royalty would do. I gotcha. And then I gotcha. service à la russe, which is presenting a meal in courses. I gotcha. I gotcha. Thanks. I just wanted that because I'm going to use that. Yeah. Uh, cool. <laughs> That's why the facts are there. They can be used. Zach? Um, well, I, know, I know Zach doesn't use them, but I'm going to use them. Uh, what's happening? <laughs> never, never let the facts get in the way of a good argument. Me. Okay, okay. <clears throat> I don't know about you, Morgan, but, you know, one of the things I really like about, uh, you know, pre-isolation life is getting everyone together, you know, for, a, you know, a nice, a nice meal, a nice barbecue. I'm, I'm all about that, you know. You get everyone around, there's the talking, you have a few bevs, there's, you know, a nice sort of a meal going on there. So I'm all about that sharing experience, that, you know, all together now, that a la Francais, you know, method of uh, cooking. You have all your salads out, all your meat out, you know, all ready to go. But that's very good and it's quintessentially Australian. But what I will say is that it could be even better, right? You get to someone's house, you like, you lay out all the salad, you're like, this is pretty neat, yeah? All the meat, all the salad. You know what would be even better? An array of desserts. Yeah, you rock up. You're like, hey, we've got some cake. We've got some slices. We've got a chocolate fountain. You know, all these things here. It's just a dazzling sensation for the eyes. Yeah, and it waters the mouth too. Dazzles the eyes and waters the mouth. Really, and this is what would elevate all your gatherings, all right? You've got your standard Australian fare, but then you would just elevate it and be known as the dessert king and be synonymous with all sorts of yummy, scrumptious, you know, these things that you want to be, you know, known for, yeah? So really, it's a statement for you. You know, you're just like, hey, yeah, I want to be known as that guy who serves dessert first and actually aims to give my guests just pure happiness upon arrival. So I think, yes, it's a it's a new standard. You will be a trendsetter for sure. But I think it's a trend that I would be following. And I know a lot of people, Morgan, and I think a lot of people will be following it as well. <laughs> so you could be the start of something on the ground floor. Just make dessert first. Let's go. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> Just incidentally, if you happen to be one of those people, we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> that Alex knows. Email us in at alex.norish.gmail.com. That's not my Gmail. Do not call that. That's do not, not, call, that do not call my email. <laughs> thank you for that. Used to pick up anymore. Thank you for that enlightening opening statement, uh, oh, Alex. Thank you. Zach, for your thank statement you. and rebuttal. Um, Alex, I think you've made a classic blunder here. You seem to be Morgan. Can I get the the uh, you want the, the word for word again? phrase again? Yeah. Dessert should be served before dinner. Yeah, I thought so. See, Alex, oh, you've made this mistake oh no. yet again. You've made this mistake yet again where you've assumed that Morgan wants to be a front runner here. Morgan wants to put himself in the mix and declare no, to the world. I had the prompt wrong. Ice cream oh no. Before the steak. Because everyone knows 
that when they say I've got room for dessert, really they mean they've got room about half an hour before they have dinner, which is just stupid. Morgan, you're not a stupid person. You're not. Uh, you're not one to shy at your own extravagance. But this is maybe a bit too extravagant. I, I, even now, I can see that Norrish understands his plan. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> leave it there. He really looks um, looks like he's struggling. On, on the rebuttal, dessert should... I, I, I like that phrasing. Dessert should come before dinner, as if there's some kind of nutritional benefit to dessert, as if there's some kind of social benefit to having sweets before, before your meal. Lest we forget, we're, uh, you know, we're in a world where not everyone has everything. So the idea that everyone should have to have dessert, in, especially in countries where they don't get dessert, like almost ever, are you, Norris, are you saying that those countries should have to suffer the price of, you know, paying for a luxury item, which is dessert, above their own, you know, dinner, which might be the only meal they have a day, but because they should put dessert first, they are having ice cream instead of that rice and beans that's getting them through the week. You know, fundamentally, Alex, I'm a humanitarian. I care about people. I know you don't understand that point of view. And it's hard for you to see and empathise with everyone. Wow. Uh, there are different situations. Wow. And I, w- I would be just hesitant to say that anything should go before anything else in the, you know, dinner category. If you want to have some ice cream before dinner, that's cool. I would just not like to see a world where we have to have ice cream before dinner. Thank you, Zach. We will now pass back to Norwich, where he will rebut and perhaps uh, defend his ground or pick a new place to stand. We'll find out. Because <laughs> I thought the question was, dessert should be sh- served instead of dinner, not before dinner. That's why I was saying that the platter of all the desserts Look, like, Alex, really elevate all I appreciate, the... Um... I appreciate that you listen to the facts very closely. That is one of the things I like about you, but you also <laughs> need to pay attention to the original statement. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, now this is a whole other thing. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh. And then that last bit really got me with the French methods of serving food. I was like, okay, well, yeah, we'll, we'll just do it Alex all together like, now. I gave up on French. This sounds fancy. Look, you It just... does sound incredibly fancy. You've backed yourself so... into the corner, Alex, but I'd love to see you fight your way out. Let's oh, yeah. Now, first off, Zach, you know I care about people. Uh, don't even <laughs> pretend otherwise. Like, I just need to defend myself. <laughs> And that some sort of, like, you're sort of equating a change <laughs> in perhaps the traditional means of eating a meal as some sort of dictatorship that would, uh, as a blight on all society, where, you know, some sort of author- authoritarian regime where it must be dictated to that you will have your bit of ice cream before your steak. No, 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 no. Should... I don't know. I don't know about you, Zach, but I don't, you know, necessarily do things uh, exactly the same way as everyone else. It's called individuality. Uh, <laughs> you know, have you heard of it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you haven't. So, you know, what we're trying to argue here is the case that dessert as an option to change up the traditional form of eating. Not that, you know, some sort of government-enforced, you know, the police aren't going to come in and go, ah, 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 have you eaten that ice cream before that steak? No, no, no. You're going away for a long time, kid. No, this is not what we're doing here. That's a bleak future you're painting. No, no, no. This is the future that you're painting is why my argument... I didn't mention dictatorships, mate. (laughs) You effectively did. Now... Okay, you also talked about nutrition, and that's the elephant in the room here. Uh, now, so dessert still has a nutritional benefit. There still is nutrients in dessert, all right? 
It's not like they're absent of all nutrients. But <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there are foods that have better nutrients. Let's let's just throw it out there. See if the cat licks it up. Yeah. So there are. See if the cat there licks are... up the truth. <laughs> <laughs> See if the cat bloody well licks up that ice cream before it's steak, or else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, Zach, but perhaps I want to live in a world where I might have a bit of uh, a chocolate before I have my dinner. Like, you know, it's just like a little bit of a pick-me-up, yeah? Just sort of like, you know, gee, it's a long day, you've worked really hard, you just treat yourself to a little bit of chocolate and then you have your dinner. Like, you know, just do something that makes yourself feel good after a long, long day working, yeah? And we all work hard. I know you two work hard. I know the listeners work hard. So it's called getting people on side, Zach. Don't don't look at me like that. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to do something to make yourself feel better after a long slog throughout the day? I think you do. And with that, treat yourself, be kinder to yourself, and have dessert before dinner. Treat yourself. Boom. Beautiful. Alex is about to wrap you up there, but I'm glad you, you wrapped it up yourself. Typical, typical bloody propaganda, capitalist bullshit. Consume, consume, consume. That's all what you're all about, isn't it? It's yummy, yummy. Painful. It's not about people's livelihoods and emotion and, you know, better qualities of life. It's just about keeping people fat, fed and dull. That's what you want. That's Have you a little bit of chocolate. Have you a little bit of ice cream. Hey, have a tub. Have a whole block of chocolate before dinner because that makes you a better consumer. That makes you a better individual for this capitalist bullshit society that you want to prop up because it benefits you, but no one else. That's what dessert before dinner gets us. Lazy, incompetent people who were just satisfied enough eating their ice cream to not give a shit about the rest of us. Let's not even talk about the rest of the world. Let's talk about just Australia. You just want a whole population of docile idiots saying yes to whatever the capitalist machine throws at them this month rather than fighting for the rights of the good individuals that we all know we can be. God, Alex, you just sicken me, you propagandist bastard yeah that's right i'm looking at you looking at you with your fat stacks from the advertisement industries throwing them in the air because you want a world where we don't listen where we don't pay attention to what changes around us that's what dinner a dessert before dinner gets mate that's what you want you capitalist pig that's me done beautiful are you you gonna allow that shit morgan like i thought you're supposed to be moderating but he 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 kept it appreciates that mine yeah, it doesn't go for ten minutes, mate. He kept it brief, <laughs> so I'll give him I'll give him points for that. <laughs> <laughs> All I will say as my closing statement and final rebuttal is, I don't know what you were listening to, Zach, but nowhere, nowhere, nowhere did I say that having dessert equals a lack of self control. Or a lack of awareness in the structures that... Oh, that's an interesting point. So you're you're advocating nowhere. for a lack of self-control? No, not at all. Nowhere, nowhere, nowhere did I say that this is what dessert entails. That having dessert somehow, you know, changes the s- scope of society. Dessert exists now, Zach. People have dessert now. <laughs> it's not like I'm trying to shovel more dessert into them. I'm just saying that they have it 20 minutes earlier before their meal as a way to make themselves feel better after a long and dreary day. Do not delay that gratification until after the meal. 
Have it as soon as you get in. Then you can relax into your evening. It's a way to make yourself feel better. <laughs> Thank you for that closing statement. Very impassioned closing statement. Alex, Zach, rebu- any rebuttal and closing statement? Yeah, I just want to highlight a couple of phrases that came out of my, my learned colleague's mouth just over there, you know? Dessert exists now. Feel better about yourself. Uh, consume, consume, consume. Dictatorships. <laughs> Dystopian future. These are all things that he said. These are all the, the labels that he's pushing under this sort of subtle veil of family friendly. As usual, you're missing times. the point, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what Alex wants. Alex wants that you have to eat your ice cream before your steak. He says that that should be what is happening in today's society. He says that you should go out there and spend your hard-earned cash on whatever is the hot ticket of the month. Maybe that's some Buller ice cream, maybe that's some Cadbury chocolate, but as long as you're spending that money, as long as you're turning those wheels, that's all he gives a shit about. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care if you're on a health kick and maybe you don't want dessert. Too bad. You've got to have dessert now. It's got to come before dinner. That's the way it works, Sonny Jim, in Alex Norrish's world. I, for one, don't want that. I, for one, think Morgan doesn't want that. I think Morgan would like the option to choose when he has dessert, whether that be before or after. It doesn't matter. Just the option to choose. That'll be it. Thank you, uh, Zach, and thank you both for such enlightening debate. Uh, this is a tough one because... Uh, is it? Is it really? <laughs> Zach, Zach, Zach had me at the start. I'll say that Zach had me with his opening. Uh, and then he lost me in the middle with the propaganda and I was leaning, I was leaning more towards Alex, but then it all came down to that closing statement from Zach. And the question is, did that closing statement make any good points that turned me? And it almost didn't, but then he talked about the right to choose. And, uh, (laughs) I think it was going a bit hard with the propaganda, Alex, but I will say you were being a bit forceful. I know this is a, a, a byproduct of being on the mate debate. But you were being very forceful in your uh, everyone should eat dessert. It was a bit... The right to choose, Alex. My body, my choice if I put ice cream in before dinner. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to hand oh round one. God. Very. Uh, it was up and down, but I'm going to hand it to Zach today. Now, listen. Okay, I respect your decision. I respect your right to choose, but nowhere, nowhere, nowhere did I say that you had to shovel the food into your mouth beforehand. It's the tone, say- Alex, it's the tone you were using. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the vibe. Oh, man, it was so funny. It was so funny saying, like, dictatorship and then watching Alex go, oh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse Completely me. out of context. <laughs> yeah, the propaganda was good, but in the middle, you kind of lost it, but you, you managed to round that corner at the end and oh, connect it all, which was, was I'll give you points for that. So, uh, I'll actually listen to the question this time and we'll see how we go. Yeah, well, we'll go into round two and we'll see how you feel about the question. All right, round two, here we come. Uh, Zach on the positive, Alex on the negative. Uh, round two, topic number two. Cereal should only be eaten in the morning. I'll say again, cereal should only be eaten in the morning. I'll give you guys a quick moment while I read some cereal facts. Breakfast cereal, or simply cereal, is a traditional breakfast mood made from processed cereal grains primarily in Western societies. Warm cereals, cereals like porridge and grits have the longest history. Ready-to-eat cereals appearing around the late 19th century are most often mixed with milk, traditionally, traditionally cow's milk, but can also be paired with yogurt instead of eaten plain. Fruit or nuts are sometimes added. 
Between 1970 and 1998, the number of different types of breakfast cereals in the US more than doubled from about 160 to around 340. The forecasted trend for 2012 was 4,945 different types based on the mass customization of online shopping. In this highly competitive market, breakfast cereal companies have enveloped, developed an ever-increasing number of flavors. Some are flavored like dessert or candy. All right, that was your cereal facts. And now we will uh, lead, I'll hand over to Zach for his opening statement on why cereal should only be eaten in the morning. Now, Morgan, I, I hope you've thought really hard about this because this could turn into a repeat of some episodes we've had in the past where my arguments might just turn into Alex's arguments from the last round. <laughs> And I'm sensing if, this. I'm if gearing Alex up. Alex win on the arguments, uh, you know, following that logic, if Alex then used my arguments and then won. We'll see. <laughs> It'd be very interesting. We'll see what happens. I, I will I say, like if to... he can come up with an original argument, that will mean more to me than if he copies your argument. <laughs> Dissing the moderator. Interesting tactic there, Zach. Very interesting tactic. Oh, uh, we've all done it. It's all good. Um, so, look, I, I like Morgan's description of traditional values and traditional breakfast cereals there breakfast to break the fast after a long night's rest we break the fast with a nice bowl of cap'n crunch or uh cocoa puffs or whatever your cereal of preference is um and you know what i'm just going to start out by saying that I i understand that sometimes we like to have a fancy little snack a little cereal later into the day maybe even at night maybe that's your maybe that's your thing i'm not saying uh maybe that that's wrong. I'm just saying that cereals should be had at breakfast. I'm not saying they always are. I'm not saying they always will be. I'm just saying they're for breakfast. Everyone knows they're for breakfast. That's what they're designed for. That's what they're built for. They're built to give us that early morning boost. They might be delicious enough to have later in the day, but they're made and they should be had early in the day at breakfast. God, I lost it there a bit. But yeah, no, I'll end there. Breakfast is designed... Cereal is designed for breakfast. I'm losing my mind, Alex. I'm losing my, my tiny little The concept is mind. baffling him. He's like, it's just breakfast. It's destroying it's bre- me. Are you done? It's just breakfast. <laughs> yes. Somewhat anticlimactic there, but thank you, Zach. Uh, Alex, your rebuttal and opening statement? I, um, I didn't think this episode would actually break Zach, but there you go. He's broken. Um, now... <clears throat> He still might beat you, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> we've never, we've never, we've never had one where there's a clean sweep and we don't have to go to round three. Just saying. We have. <laughs> no, no, we haven't. Yeah, we have. No, we haven't. Morgan, play the clip. <laughs> there is no clip now. Uh, so, <clears throat> I guess one thing that uh, Zach sort of missed when he was talking about cereal being a quintessentially breakfast food, is uh, the sort of monotony and routine that you can get stuck in. You know, day after day, wake up, have your cereal, go to work, work, come home, eat your dessert before your dinner, and then go to sleep and then do it all over again. Yeah, you know, awake, cereal, out to work. Awake, cereal, out to work. You know, and it just gets so dull, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, just over and over again. You know, break free of that routine, I say. Do whatever the hell you want. You want to, you want to have cereal for your dessert? Go for it, yeah? You want to have... There are, there are ones with, um, you know, grains and, uh, you know, little sultanas in them. Maybe you want a bit of a cheap dinner, perhaps. I don't know. There you go. There's some dinner there. 
you mentioned that there were many, many different flavors that cereal companies were making now, including some that were dessert flavored, uh, Morgan. So, you know, there are even, they're even catering to those people that just want to be a little bit, you know, show off their individuality and break free of the monotonous routine where, you know, you just, you have to have cereal in the morning. I think that constrains us as a, as a you know, as a, as a populace, as a people. So I think break free of that routine and have cereal whenever the hell you please. Vive la cereal. Viva la revolution. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Uh, Zach Rebuttal. No, look, great, fantastic points there, Alex. I really like the idea of, you know, breaking up the monotony. And, and of course, I agree, break up that monotony. Maybe have some special K rather than your Nutri-Grade. Maybe have a bit of Cocoa Pups rather than your uh, Fruit Loops. There's all kinds of things you can do to break up that monotony with cereal in the morning, as it should be had. Now, again, I'm not passing moral judgment on those people that sneak a, you know, a, a little snack later on. But I'm just saying, we all know that the breakfast aisle, the cereal aisle, is there because breakfast and cereal are synonymous. They just go together. That's just how it is. Um, but I just want to, I just want to highlight this 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 idea, this central concept that Alex just keeps pushing forward, which is this this overthrowing of the natural order just to satisfy his little urges. <laughs> He wants everyone to be eating cereal at, 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 at dinner and he wants dessert at breakfast and he wants, you know, left to be right and up to be down. He wants the whole world to come crashing down around us. And I just would like to put forward that little bit of hesitation. You know, innovation's fantastic, but sometimes we don't know the forces that we mess with. I, I'd like to cite Chernobyl as one. We had a power beyond imagining <laughs> and we couldn't control it and it caused all kinds of havoc. I'm just saying that it's possible, Alex, that if you upset the natural order by allowing breakfast to become dinner, you don't know what kind of beasts you're unleashing, mate. You just don't understand it. Thank you, Zach. Is that all for now? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Uh, no. <laughs> All right, Alex, closing <laughs> statement and rebuttal. Uh, okay. no. No, no, I'm no. negative. No, you're negative. Sorry, What's you're not positive. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. This is your Whew. rebuttal. And then... No, sorry, I'm a little bit... Uh, I, was, I was laughing a little bit during Zach's uh, argument. <laughs> Bring up Chernobyl, I nearly spat out my drink. So I was drinking. I wasn't expecting that at all. Uh, now I've got to recenter. <clears throat> now, okay. Um, whew. You were talking about the uh, breakfast aisle in the supermarket, yeah, and that all the cereals are located there. Well, that's just a label, Zach, and I don't want to be defined by labels. So, you know, it's called progress. Get in the way and you'll be left behind. Uh, Now, so there's that. We'll just put that to one side, the breakfast aisle. And I didn't want to overthrow any sort of regime. I just want to give people the freedom of choice that they have over, you know, what they want to do with their cereal. It, you're some sort of cereal police where I can't have some cereal right now at four o'clock in the afternoon and uh, just chow down on some cereal. It, to you, that would be uncouth and a sign of some sort of craziness, but I, th- I think not. And I just want to mention one thing, that there are some cereals out there, I'm not going to name names, because, uh, you know, uh, you know we're, not, we're not doing product placement on this, on this show. There are some cereals out there that are very high in sugar. Yeah, there are some that are quite high in sugar. And I think, given the high sugar content of some cereals, 
that certain cereals should be reclassified as a dessert or something more appropriate to an after-meal uh, treat for yourself. So hook, line, and sinker, I got you there. I'm done. All right. Zach, uh, rebuttal and closing statement, please. Beautiful and misplaced confidence that we see in, in my colleague there, Alex. It's just, it's kind of ridiculous. I'd like to reiterate that I have, from the start, not passed any moral judgments on anyone who would like to have a cheeky snack later in the night and maybe make that cereal. I've never said that I think that that's wrong. I just think that cereal should be had at breakfast. It is the proper place for cereal. We all agree that that's the case. Cereal is a breakfast food. If I had a fancy dinner party and I brought all my friends around and I sat them down at the table and I said, okay, everyone dig in and there was just a bowl of Nutri-Grain in the middle... Everyone would be looking at me like I'm a goddamn madman because we understand that cereal is for breakfast. Alex, again, I just don't think you understand the level of insanity you are proposing here. We do not have dinner, breakfast, and lunch in the places we have them for no reason. They're there because of the natural order of things. We hunt the cereal in its natural environment. We hunt it on the plains of the Serengeti. We box it. We ship it out to those shopping centres. But if we were to hunt it later at night, we know that cereal gets very volatile. How are you going to handle all the volatile cereal out there if we propose that it's, you know, it now replaces dinner as the meal of the day? Uh, I, I just, I'd just like to close by saying, Alex, you don't understand... The natural forces of the world. God does, but you don't, son. You don't understand it. I don't think you should be telling us how the world works from now on. And I object to the idea that all our choices are free as long as they're in line with your ideals. Ridiculous. Thank you, Zach. And uh, Alex, any rebuttal and closing statement, please? Yeah, so nowhere did I say that you you're you know some sort of demon if you didn't have sorry if you chose to have cereal in the morning. I'm just giving people the option of eating it later in the day. I will say that cereal is a wide church, and I think I've established that. There's many different flavors, some dessert flavored ones. It's a wide church, yeah. There's so many different options there. So they're trying whoa, to whoa, cater. Whoa. Why to, are you bringing religion into this? It's a phrase. It's a phrase. Now, uh, also Zach, you brought God into it, so pipe yes. down. <laughs> oh no. So they're already catering to different cereals at different points in the day. They're already doing it now. So it's just now sort of waking up and recognising uh, what's already in existence. Further, you mentioned your Nutri-Grain dinner party and that you'd be somehow embarrassed if that's what you served up to your friends. I don't know. It sounds pretty good to me. Uh, I think it's very grammable. A big that's bowl of Nutri-Grain <laughs> in the centre of the table. Uh, you know, your friends all around with their little bowls, you know, with a ladle, you know. I think it's I think it's fun. I think it could be good, uh, particularly if a few bevs down. Um, <laughs> so I think, yes, please, to that. And finally... Yeah, we all like alcoholism. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Uh, I don't promote uh, alcoholism. And uh, people who do, who are alcoholics, uh, you know, should help. Um, so now there is... Uh, one final point. You're saying that I don't understand the intrinsic uh, sort of way of doing things in society right now. So I just will want to rebut that, just saying that with a lot of people working from home these days, you know, under isolation, time <laughs> has no meaning. Yeah? 
up is down, down is up. It's just like time has no meaning. If you eat cereal at five o'clock, that could be your breakfast. But for everyone else, that's sort of like you, you, you're, you're sort of mid-afternoon, you're not quite dinner, you past lunch, you know. doesn't matter because you're all working from home. If you want to be tapping away on your laptop, uh, you know, eating some cereal at two in the morning, you go, you go, you go, Zach, uh, you do that. Um, so really what it boils down is to freedom, and freedom in these trying times. Uh, you know, do whatever makes you happy within, you know, reason. <laughs> and that's where I'm leaving oh, it. Man. Thank you both for uh, taking this debate very serial. Uh, <laughs> you thought about that long and hard, didn't I you? Did. That's why. I was trying to work a serial killer thing in there. I couldn't think of it. Um, oh, another toughie. Alex, you did uh, have freedom of choice in there again a little bit, so we're gonna because that's from the first one. We're gonna discount anything you said about that. But <laughs> I will say, if you take all that out, you still made some very strong arguments in there. The different flavors, the end there was building up. You had a nice isolation theme, uh, but then you kind of went on freedom again. But yeah, it's still yeah I know, I know. Zach, yeah. uh, what was the what was the <laughs> phrase you used? I'm trying to uh, natural order. I think is the the buzzword. Yeah. I, I appreciated that. That, that was good. Forces. It got a bit. It got a bit out of order towards the end there. <laughs> a little. Uh... As the world would if you allow cereal <laughs> after breakfast. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. I appreciated that argument a lot, but I think it fell apart a bit at the end there. Unfortunately for you, <laughs> uh, I did. I did want to give this one to Zach, but his argument fell. Because you know, two in a row would be good for him. He deserves it. But uh, his argument just didn't sit right for me there at the end. And Alex. Yours had some, made some extra good points in there that didn't rely on the freedom of choice. So I think I'm going to nudge this one out to Alex. So uh, mm. you're welcome, Alex. I'm I'm really Thank you. trying hard to Thank give you, you that point there. Um, <laughs> there was a point there where uh, I had to move the uh, half-eaten bowl of cereal that I had had <laughs> like three hours ago <laughs> off my table. Even, even more reason why. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Morgan, for giving me the win, and mm. I respect your choice as always. You're a partial and unbiased moderator, but Zach deserves two in a row. I really take some, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> some gripe with that. But okay, he's just trying really hard, Alex. Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, and now onto round three. <laughs> now, now, boys. Um, God, there's a there's a picture I want to show you guys after this. I cannot I- wait. He's- I think it's the best thing I've drawn. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Is it? Is it angry uh, Alex eating cereal for dessert? No, I tried at the start to to draw tossing salad, and I just <laughs> I think that fell apart. But I did find something else to draw that I think is pretty funny. All right, boys, round three. I'm 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 giving you a bit more creative freedom in round three today, doing something okay. a little different. Um. So I'm going to read the topic or the, the scenario. I'm going to read it. I will have some facts. And then you guys are, have to come up with something uh, and defend that something whilst also tearing down the other persons, if that makes sense. It should all become clear. I will read the argument now. I'll read some okay. facts. But yeah. So uh, what's the greatest thing since sliced bread? What is the greatest thing since sliced bread? Now, the creative freedom, you are each allowed to pick so one thing. Okay. And you have to argue... To me, you have to convince me that that is greater than the other person's or the greatest thing in your mind. I'm I'm sure this is not allowed, but Morgan, are you able to tell us when sliced bread was invented? It, it'll come oh, up come in the on, it'll come up come in the facts. On. It'll come up in the come facts. On. No, because do you like, not know? Do you not know? Point, 
So, uh, well, with that question in mind, we'll go into some facts and let you guys do some thinking. <laughs> Sliced bread facts. Sliced bread is a loaf of bread that has been sliced with a machine and packaged for convenience. It was first sold in 1928, advertised as the greatest forward step in the baking industry since bread was wrapped. This led to the popular idiom, greatest thing since sliced bread. Otto Frederick Rowetter of Davenport, Iowa, United States, invented the first single loaf bread slicing machine. A prototype he built in 1912 was destroyed in a fire, and it was not until 1928 that Rod Wetter had a fully working machine ready. As commercially sliced bread resulted in uniform and somewhat thinner slices, people ate more slices of bread at a time. They also ate bread more frequently because of the ease of getting and eating another piece of bread. This increased consumption of bread and in turn increased consumption of spread such as jam to put on the bread. So uh, whenever you're ready, gentlemen, I, I, I'll, I'll leave it up to... Oh, actually, no, it will go in, we'll go in the same order. So that means, Alex, you are allowed to present your greatest thing since sliced bread first. Oh, Alex, imagine if we chose the same thing. Same thing. thing. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Um, we'll just see how we go. Okay. <clears throat> Sliced bread's pretty good, Morgan. You've made the case there. I do love you know, that. 1928, just, it was so good. But t- 1928's a long time ago. It's a long, long time ago. Betty White is actually older than sliced bread, just fun fact that I just sort of throw out to you and the audiences. But I'll tell you what's, what is the greatest thing since sliced bread? The internet. Uh, I'll tell you what, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for the internet. <laughs> Uh, I can tell you what, uh, we would be sitting alone in the dark, perhaps having to play a jigsaw puzzle or some sort of board game. We wouldn't be able to surf the web. We wouldn't have a capacity to learn and to grow and to connect with other people. Uh, We would be living, you know, very sheltered lives like they had in 1928. Is that that your opinion? You happy with that? I, think I mean, so. it we'll speaks for there. itself. It's the internet. So. It's the internet. Uh, and, right. you know, you're probably listening to this audience this is via the internet. All right, Zach, um, your turn to uh, give us your greatest things since sliced bread and potentially attack uh, it, Alex's, as opposed to yours. I, uh, I think it's admirable that you would like to defend the internet, one of the greatest forms of, you know, big brother government surveillance that exists in the modern world today as the greatest thing since sliced bread. That's pretty good. I'd actually like to throw out there that every vaccine made since the invention of sliced bread has probably been better than the internet by a long margin because I would like to argue that all those vaccines probably helped the invention of the internet, probably helped the invention of a lot of things, Alex. So uh, I'll go into that in a second. But firstly, the internet is not as great as you think. You said it helped us live these great extravagant lives. We like to go out there. I actually think that people have gotten way, way more isolated since the internet. Since before this whole isolation thing, there are definitely groups of people who sat at home for decades because they had the internet. They didn't have to go outside. And I mean at home. I mean, they did not leave the house because they could order everything they needed. They had friends that were online. So they were not healthy. They were not looking after themselves. They were shut-ins. And I'm not saying that they, their social lives were bad. I, you know, it, it's good to have friends. And in whatever format you can find them, that's fantastic. But the fact that you have that ease of access to pretty much everything in the world at your fingertips has not made us more intelligent. It has made us more docile. It has also led to companies, uh, sorry, countries like China <laughs> inventing ways to surveil and oppress their people. 
uh, I think the same thing's happening in Turkey. And I think that there are a lot of big corporations out there, Alex, that love the internet because it gives them a very private insight into almost every single person who ever touches any of their products. Not going to name them all because they're all listening uh, right now, (laughs) as as we know. Um, Value listeners. I'm going to put forward vaccines as the greatest thing since sliced bread just because of the hundreds of millions of people that have been saved, not only by getting vaccinated, but by preventing themselves from getting a disease and passing it on to someone who could have died from that disease. Let's let's think about polio. Let's think about uh, SARS. Let's think about AIDS, which actually, no, that doesn't have a vaccine. So, sorry, ignore that. Uh, but there are diseases that we no longer consider an issue because there are vaccines that have gotten rid of them. So I would like to put forward that vaccines allowing people to go about their daily lives more often and in a healthy condition than before they had vaccines is probably better than the internet. Thank you very much, Zach. And also... Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no. no. Yeah, yeah, I got cut off. That's all right. I was going to say, also existed prior to the internet. So, yeah, fuck you. (laughs) All right, Alex, your turn to defend your your, uh, argument and attack Zach's. Go ahead. Wowee. Just wowee. You went on a bit of a roll there, didn't you, Zach? Um, now, I'll tell you what the internet does do, and something that it does quite well. It, uh, you know, it brings people together. It's an enabler, a sharer of information. Vaccines. Now, there are medical researchers all around the world collaborating on a vaccine for this coronavirus right now. They would not be able to collaborate without the internet. People in, you know, I don't know, scientists in the United Kingdom, wouldn't necessarily be able to share data the same way with researchers here and the US and China and all over the all over the world. It has the ability to bring all these medical minds together in order to put them all together to solve a problem, all their minds together to solve a problem. So it pulls people together. Uh, I will further say you talked about people getting bloated and sort of, um, you know, recluses, if you will, And I'm sure we all feel a little reclusive being in isolation, but there are things that the internet provides which um, enables you to better yourself. Online universities, uh, all sorts of different educational tools there, you know, that you can do in order to improve yourself as a human being and improve your employability going forward. Furthermore, um, you know, I don't know about you, but uh, how do you listen to music these days? The internet. Yeah. Uh, Put my records on. Oh, that's right. You get your record player out. And you're not one of those retro guys that have the, I know this, you're not one of those. Um, you know, it, it allows artists to get their art out there to a much bigger audience than would be normally uh, constrained to. It allows for the propagation of art, the betterment of oneself, the collaboration of scientists, and just imagine doing a huge spreadsheet by hand. <laughs> like, it would be far too difficult to do it by hand. So uh, it could be done, but the internet saves time as well. All these things combined into the greatest invention since last year. Alex Thank has you very much. finally hit on his best argument, laziness. <laughs> well, almost his best argument, because like a typical old man, Alex has mistaken the internet for a Excel spreadsheet, which is a program that has existed prior to the internet. You save it to OneDrive, brother. You can back that shit up. <laughs> That's not the program. That's, that's, you can still you can save it to the cloud. It backs it up. You got this. You can have many different versions there. You can go back oh, to the version you, that you made like four months ago. I've ever seen you in person. That was great. 
<laughs> um, but no, I, I like those points. You know, it helps people collaborate. It helps people get along. It helps move forward. Um, you know, the evolution of humanity. It pushes us into a new age. Do you know what also has pushed us into a new age? A lot of people not dying thanks to diseases. <laughs> a whole bunch of people who have been able to grow up and go to university and study and get engineering degrees or IT degrees and maybe develop the internet <laughs> because they didn't have polio or chickenpox or they weren't killed by some other disgusting malaria or something because they had vaccines. Do you know what's fantastic about a place like Africa? It has progressively over the last couple of decades gotten much, much better to live in certain countries in Africa. And a lot of that is because they don't have to worry about the rife diseases that they had to experience in the last century. And that's thanks to vaccines. Um, Alex, all the good points you can chuck to me about the internet, all the progressions through humanity, all the tightness, all the pulling together. I'd also like to point out that the internet has probably made it a, a lot easier to infect people. In the current crisis we're in, people were moving around the world lickety-split. They were going everywhere all the time. And that's probably because of the internet. If you look at stuff like advertising, if you had the choice between staying at home or just touring around your country and you see an internet ad pop up and say, hey, how about you travel overseas instead? Just the same price, travel overseas. I would say the internet has made it a lot easier for people to travel and therefore a lot easier for people to get infected. Also, the internet is very famous for spreading misinformation, which has been one of the most dangerous things about this current uh, virus are the people who do not understand that, the, that it's actually going on and think it's a hoax. And do you know where they're getting their information from? Not pub down the, the pub, it's from the internet. Um, we'd, I'd also like to point to social media. Social media, which we laud as this great sort of fantastic achievement of humanity and, and it brings, as you said, brings people together. It has also made us more um, divided. We are the most hostile towards people of different political backgrounds right now across the world we are more hostile than uh i think we have been for the last couple hundred years uh maybe i'm just speaking for america but i'm pretty sure within australia as well uh you know two sides of any political party or your two opposing viewpoints across the world have been made so polarized polarized by the social media disinformation and your your sort of bubble zone that you get from the internet because it's all controlled by search engines and companies and they want to keep you within your happy little sphere. They don't let you outside your sphere. So you keep, you're, you're sort of kept contained in this like wrap of information that doesn't allow you to explore new ideas, doesn't allow you to engage with the other side as much as it would if you were just talking to them. Uh, you also said that uh, medical companies couldn't work together as well without the internet. I mean, we still have the ability to pass information around, man. I, I agree. Maybe not as fast, but you would still have people working on a vaccine. They would still be working on it just as hard. Maybe they just wouldn't be able to talk to each other, but you'd still have thousands of different people across the world working towards the same goal, regardless of the internet. And yeah, look, I, I, I think a big point in my favor is the fact that I haven't really had to defend vaccines a lot. You've had to defend the internet a ton. But I haven't really had to defend the vaccines as the greatest thing since sliced bread because you and I both understand the vaccines are fantastic and have helped humanity immeasurably compared to the internet. That's that's it. All right, Alex, closing statement. Whew. Um, I didn't want to have to go all anti-vaxxer on you, but... Uh, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, one of that misinformation that the internet can spread. Now, um... <clears throat> <laughs> Was that a... 
Are you arguing was, against I yourself? Was, I was, no, it was it was a little joke there for just everyone to get a little bit of chuckle at because you know. Oh, now, yeah, funny <clears> joke <throat> against your own argument. Great. <laughs> now, what I will say is, you say that uh, without the internet, progress can still be made in the area of vaccines. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but I don't necessarily agree with it, and here's why. So, say I'm a researcher, and I find something that doesn't work in this vaccine. I'm trying out this thing and it just doesn't work. All right? I have the ability, thanks to the internet, to get that failure out there to the wider world so that they don't have to spend time working on the same thing that I was only to get the failed result. They can build on the work that I've done and not even go there. If I've established it doesn't work and I'm a reputable, a recognised scientist you know, in the community with high standing and it's been peer-reviewed, let alone the peer-review process, that would actually be a lot easier with the internet because you can just send it to them via email. You don't have to put it in a post and uh, here's my here's my research. Here, go, go, go. Wait seven weeks for it to get to you across the world and then, uh, you know, I can just email it to them. Instant connectivity right there. <clears throat> you also mentioned the hostility in the world is, uh, you know, it now is at a greatest level in more than 100 years. A couple of hundred years was the phrase that you used. Uh, roll, more polarised. Roll, yeah. roll, roll the tape. Uh, you said uh, hostile hundred year, over 100 years. Yeah, okay, roll the tape. Um, <laughs> obviously, uh, you weren't paying attention to uh, <laughs> the war before sliced bread and the war after <laughs> sliced bread uh, right there. Sliced bread was created in between. Now... <laughs> Uh, you know, there have been wars in the last couple of hundred years, I can tell you that much. Uh, that seems pretty hostile to me. <laughs> <laughs> you also talked about how the internet keeps you in this little bubble. And I understand that to a certain extent. But the internet also gives you the capability of exploring new ideas, of reaching out and going, actually, maybe I will look at that article that I disagree with and sort of open my horizons that way. It has that capability there all the information is there just the user has to go get the information this wealth and repository of knowledge that the internet provides is enormous it's absolutely enormous the amount of information that is out there who and can be gained and harnessed by individuals by those who seek it and that's what the internet does it enables knowledge discovery thank you alex Zach, closing statement, if you please. Oh, man. Enables, knowledge, uh, enables us to find what we've been missing in our life. Like, earlier in this episode, you didn't understand what tossing salad was. But now... <laughs> now I do. He's very aware. You can describe what you do on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, I jest. Uh, Alex, I think you've done a pretty excellent job. The internet does need defending, and you've done a damn excellent job of defending it. Unfortunately, I didn't really hear any detractors against vaccines in that entire spiel. So I'm just going to end by saying, go to the doctor, get yourself checked. If the vaccine comes out for the flu shot or whatever it is, get yourself the flu shot. Get your kids vaccined. Help everyone out. Help your kids out. Help your families out. Uh, vaccines are good. Good, good, good. <laughs> good for me and Thank you. Thank you very much. Good for me. Good for you. Good for everybody. You know how I booked my flu shot? The internet. <laughs> All right, thank you both, uh, Zach. Well fought, Alex. Also well fought. Been a good, good, uh, good uh, round this ep- good couple of rounds today. 
hard decisions all round. Uh, Zach, vaccines, wonderful choice. Alex, internet, controversial, but put in a good fight there. The internet has a lot of positives and a lot of negatives. And that is unfortunately probably what let you down is that uh, whereas there are, yes, the internet does have amazing positives. It has a lot of negatives. (laughs) Vaccines, unfortunately, don't have those negatives that the internet has, <laughs> which is, uh, I think, what let you down today and uh, why Zach will be oh, the winner of this week. This means I have to do the goddammit. <laughs> you take your glittering prize, Zach. And Zach will be hosting next week, oh my where God. we may be doing it's something like, different if Zach gets it's prepared. Like, Ooh. It's like pushing to the front of the queue to find out the queue is just a guy throwing shit in your face. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it is. I don't know if any of you ever used to play this game. In I think it was primary school. It was it was the stomach, because it's called Kill Ball. And the idea of Kill Ball oh, was yeah. oh, you, yeah. you, you, there's one person who has the ball and you have to go and attack them and kill and like get the ball off them. And then you get the ball and realize that you're the one who is now going to get killed <laughs> by everyone. <laughs> That's ball, exactly yeah. what just happened with Zach. <laughs> he and got Alex the ball played and like, it to oh, perfection. Perfection. Yeah. I picked oh. that internet because I thought you were going to go onto the dark web and all the evil <laughs> things of the internet. And you didn't even go there. And I was like, no. yes. And I that's why like, Alex Whoa. has the least amount of wins. <laughs> Thinking three steps ahead here. Don't go for the ball. Let others go for the ball and try and... Oh my God. I, I hosted like the first few episodes, so I didn't even play, and I still have a better win rate than Alex. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. oh, oh, Victory is in many forms. That. I, uh, I, I'm glad that I'm aware that that's the case now, Alex. <laughs> Good luck next week, Morgan. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for joining me, boys, and thank you, audience, for listening. Oh, thanks very much, guys. Go check out our website, <laughs> www.spikytrap.com. Uh, like us, give us a rating, give us leave a comment on uh, whatever podcast platform, you, and then sp- spread the word to your friends. And uh, yeah, I, we did tease it briefly before, but we may be doing something different in the near future. So. Watch out for that. Exciting. Exciting. And uh, until next time, see you later. Bye-bye. This has been a Spiky Trap Radio production. For more Spiky Trap Radio content, please head to spikytrap.com.